Hey everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Morris Jewelers podcast, Behind the Showcase. I'm Chris, and I'll be your host for the show. For episode one, I thought it'd be good to start off with an introduction into who we are and what we're all about. Some of you might know us from various places, but for those who are new, I thought it'd be a good idea to start everyone off on the same page. This has been in the works for some time now, and we finally had a chance to get everything up and running. So you might be thinking, why a podcast? Why now? And why is it called Behind the Showcase? Well, for most of us here at Morris Jewelers, we've grown fond of the podcast format over the years, and it seems like the best way to provide even more help and advice to our listeners and customers. How the idea came to be is probably not too far off from where most people start. We get sent and asked a fair amount of questions regarding the various aspects of all things that make up the jewelry making process, ranging from products used in our shops all the way down to I'm looking for an engagement ring, please help. We always take the time to answer each question, but have always thought there must be a better way to provide these answers and services to help others in the same boat. And after back and forth with various ideas, we've decided to give podcasting a try. As for why now, well as a company who has been in the industry for the past 50 years providing all our services throughout the jewelry making process, we hope our experiences will lend themselves to helping others. We've been through the retail side of things all the way to being behind the scenes making pieces for your mom and pop and brand name stores. So come with us, step behind the showcase, and learn how the jewelry making process works. First let's talk about the podcast itself. Currently the idea is to structure the podcast into three separate sections. First, we'll be discussing a general topic, sharing our knowledge and views to provide some insight or help on different things related to the process as a whole. Hopefully, this can be the start of a discussion or lead to questions and answers listeners might have that can be answered in the following episode. The second part will be shorter, but we'll be talking about what we have going on in the shop and online, just to give some updates of new videos, products, and whatever else is posted. And finally, the third part will be answering your questions. This is the true heart of why we're starting this podcast. We want this to be a discussion or a dialogue. We always say don't hesitate to ask, we are more than happy to help in any way we can, and we mean it. If you've always wanted to know something about jewelry, 3D printing, a process, or whatever it might be, go ahead and ask. At the moment, the podcasts are being recorded in parts while we have time throughout the workday, so we can't answer your questions live yet, but who knows, if this takes off, I might be able to mark out a bigger slot for it in the weekly schedule. So a brief history of where we come from. Morris Jewelers, like a good number of jewelry stores, has been a family business lasting three generations and shows no signs of slowing down. Throughout those generations, the store itself has been molded and adapted to the times. I believe this is what kept us going all these years. Moore's Jewelers started off as a solo watch repair shop for a good number of years. Once the first official jewelry store was opened, the two entities came together under one name and roof, Moore's Jewelers. This retail store provided services to all those in the greater Atlanta area and would eventually grow to become a well-known name within the state. The stores ran as a retail location up until about 15 to 20 years ago. Around this time, it started to change from a retail store open to the public to a full-service wholesale shop catering to the public and businesses both large and small throughout the U.S., which leads us up to where we are at currently. Let's say in the past 10 years or so, we have begun opening our wholesale services to the public via our website, still focusing on what has made us stand out above our competition, our custom work, and willing to go out of our way to work one-on-one with each of our clients and customers. As the studio has changed and grown, we've kept that local shop mentality, always quality over quantity. We genuinely take pride in knowing that the piece we provide for our customers is of the highest quality and will last them a lifetime. This applies to the under $100 items sold on our online store, to the custom orders coming in ranging in the thousands. I give a brief history on our shop because I think it puts us in a unique position to offer something that others don't or just can't. Knowledge and understanding of the whole aspect of the jewelry making process, using both old school and more modern and computerized techniques. We find nowadays that when a store reaches out to us, they usually offer various services but not the full cycle, which is completely normal. Usually a retail store picks and chooses what they can offer. 
For us, by focusing on our clients and customers via online rather than a retail location, it has allowed us to prioritize and improve each step of the process and provide a better product than what some are able to do in their stores alone, thus saving everyone time and money. And what I mean by picking and choosing services, for example, some stores just don't want to cast, and honestly I don't blame them. Not too long ago casting was still something we had to overcome. No amount of new machines or materials can really solve the basic properties of what casting is. Essentially, it's molten metal flowing into an empty cavity filled with gases. I finally sat down one day and came up with our own custom casting staging for each step and generally improved the product we were able to turn out. Granted, this took years before it was perfected. Before this, the whole process took way too long, in reality for any retail store to have to worry about. Not to mention the smell of burning out wax and resin. No one enjoys that. If you want to see an example of our casting compared to others, we have a video up on our YouTube channel called Why Moore's Jewelers. Granted, this is an extreme case and not everyone's casting is going to turn out like this, but this shows what we are providing to our customers and it shows what some stores will try to salvage and get the product out as fast as possible. Also, by creating our own custom casting process, it has allowed us to cast most resin prints just as easily as wax. Sure, we've seen other stores cast resin with little issues, but they have not been able to achieve the consistency that we have. We're still working out being able to cast non-castable resins and plastics from 3D printing, and we're pretty damn close. The pieces come out usable, but still a porosity from the plastic and really don't hold up to our standards. It'll get worked out eventually, but currently it's not high on our to-do list. We also offer other services that you might not find at a local store, such as rubber mold making or even milling. Eventually the physical retail space just runs out of room. We also have clients who've started using our services to take some of the load off of their in-house jewelers. This allows them to focus on jobs they find interesting or allowing them to design new and unique pieces for their showcases. It's when all these little things add up that we consistently see repeat business from other stores, clients, and customers. For those who've chosen to use our services, we've been able to increase their custom orders by a minimum of 30%. And here's what I meant earlier about us adapting to the times but staying grounded in our roots. Our custom work has gone through each iteration over the years, from hand carving to CNC machining and now 3D printing. Even though the majority of our custom designs are 3D printed, we are still able to provide those old school hand carving techniques that really can't be mimicked in software. Sure, you can get close, maybe 90% there, but once it's printed and cast, it never really looks the same. I could go on, but I think that gives a good overview of who we are. A full service studio mixing old school and modern jewelry making techniques that allows us to provide our customers the highest quality product we're able to. We aren't limited to just one aspect and this allows us to be able to create just about anything you can imagine. Starting in the past year or so, I've begun posting shorter videos showing off the pieces we've been making. The majority of the mainstream custom work is still going to be your mountings for gemstone rings, but mixed in you'll find custom designs and carved pieces displaying the other side of jewelry making to show off one's personality. Speaking of those posts, let's see what we've got going on in the shop this week. Now that the rush for the holiday season and your Valentine's Day orders have come to a stop, the more standard custom jobs have been coming in. We should have videos going up showing off the prints and castings here shortly once everything is ready to be shipped. A few standout pieces were designing a wedding set for a store in Georgia that their customer wanted the wedding band to lock into the engagement ring, not allowing it to come apart while being worn. So that should be a cool piece to show off once it's printed. We've also got a 3D model that another store created and is having us print and cast. That'll be a good one to show off as we are always asked if we can print and cast other people's files and the answer is yes. As far as videos and our online products, we are currently updating images and adding videos to go along with the pieces. We hope this gives a better look into each design. Sometimes just a few photos is not enough to show off what a piece really is all about. At the time of this recording, we just posted a video of our sterling silver treble and bass clef heart earrings. We really think the video helps show off the high smooth polish better than the photos do. 
Something about the larger online retail stores requiring jewelry images to have a solid white background doesn't really help do the pieces justice. But what can you do? Hopefully the videos help. Keep an eye out for more stuff to be posted. And now it's time to get to the emails. Well since this is episode 1 and we don't have a ton of questions to answer, we're hopeful that by the next show there will be more. If you have a question you'd like to have answered, send us an email at podcast at mooresjewelers.com. That's podcast at mooresjewelers.com. We'll look over all the messages and pick a handful to answer. If you'd like your question to remain private or just not be read on the podcast, just let us know. With that being said, we couldn't end our first episode without answering some type of question, and our first one comes close to home, from my wife Sarah. I asked her to think of a question to break in the new podcast, and she wanted to know why custom jewelry takes so long to create. And while she probably already knows the answer as she's seen the whole thing taking place over the years, that's a great question to start off with as time frame is often a sticking point with most orders. We'll probably do a deeper dive into the topic in a future episode, or at least it's in my notes, but let's give a quick answer here. Basically, custom jewelry is not too far off from other items they are being custom made. It's just jewelry has a few steps that can't be sped up. The labor involved just takes time to finish. We usually tell our customers about two weeks to complete a full piece. But if changes need to be made, it could take longer, or if we have the go-ahead and all the information up front, it could be shorter. We typically state it takes about one to three days for the model to be made, one to two days for you to inspect the images, one day for the piece to be printed. This could take longer if you wish to have a physical print sent out for inspection, one day for casting, one day for setting if the piece has stones, and one day for polishing and cleaning. Those are just general timeframes that help visualize the process. Of course, it's all dependent on the piece being made. If it's a plain man's engagement ring, it could be completed sooner, but if you're custom making a highly detailed signet ring or class ring, then the process would take longer. And that's really just how the process is. It can't be sped up. Even your large operations mass-producing pieces still use these same steps. Even with more people, the timeframes are about the same. Some places may be able to push things out one or two days sooner, but that usually involves crunch time and overworking employees. And in the end, that's not fun for anyone. So if you're looking to have something custom made by either us or maybe your local store, we always tell anyone who asks to place the order at least two months in advance or at a bare minimum one month. This gives enough time to create the piece, but it also gives you enough time to inspect and make changes if needed. It's also nice to have the extra time to have a 3D print sent out for you to try on and see the physical representation before you continue with the process. I think that's it. Episode 1 done seems like a good stopping point. Thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to feel free to send us any questions you might have, whether it be about jewelry in general, 3D printing, products, or really whatever. If you'd like to see more information on the products we have, our gallery page, or any of the other services we offer, feel free to visit us at moorsjewelers.com. Looking forward to reading your questions and see you in the next episode.